Here We Go podcast coming at you from the Here We Go studios in Dallas, Texas. I always say that, but we don't have a studio. Remember those dreams that I had of no. <laughs> making a studio? We have a studio. It's just in our closet. Yeah, we've got the the remote studio, which is like a single person studio. Then we've got the chairs for like a fancy video audio what chairs experience we have? what chairs the white chairs on the other side um, and the cool like they make too rustic. much noise when you move they do yeah they're not that good. is that is one of those things that you i've do, thought like, a about cloth couch for yeah thought about that chairs. for these all these cool looking video podcast studio areas you always have to you got to find the right thing or you have to just make your audio editor hate you right right, right. yeah so true so true. Well, so what's been going on since the last time we podcast? I feel like it's been forever. Um, uh, Jake has hand, foot, mouth. What? Why would you say that on on I air? Mean, who cares? He's basically over it. We don't know where it came from. We it just literally came out of nowhere. He's fine. You and I don't have it. He's thank gosh he's like as old as he is now though because like when yeah. he had it, the only other time he's ever had a hand, foot, mouth before he was like two years old or younger. I feel like. And it wasn't a bad case because I feel like he just had a couple sores in his mouth. I don't even yeah. remember him having sores on his hands or anything. Yeah, I th- I think he did, but I don't remember. Right. So for, for people listening who don't know what hand, foot, mouth is, because I literally had never heard of it until I had a kid. But it's essentially a, uh, it's a virus. So it typically is accompanied by a fever, allegedly. Yeah. Um. And you, there's no treatment. You just have to write it out. But it uh, it happens usually with kids under the age of five. And it's called hand, foot, mouth because this like kind of like a cold sore type rash gets in the mouth. And since it's little kids, they usually are they aren't clean and they usually t- like suck on their fingers and then it gets on their hands and then their feet. Hence the name hands, hand, foot, mouth. Yep. Um, so Jake is really great now because he like will wash his hands and like will be really careful and not worry about anything so i feel like yeah but it came out of nowhere it came out of nowhere uh yeah but he doesn't really get fevers so that's the thing that's kind of we didn't really know what it was because he wasn't feeling ill yep he just had a weird rash on his mouth and then we looked at his hands and we're like oh fudge yeah and then we saw the feet (laughs) oh fudge (laughs) oh fudge anyway that's kind of been what we're doing because we really can't do anything with a kid with hand foot mouth he can't go to school or anything. So, a, a side note: first time I walked into Bucky's, do you know what my response was? What? Oh, fudge! Oh my gosh, that was that was a dad <laughs> joke if I've ever heard it. Because there's fudge at Bucky's. For uh, all of you who don't know, did, was there anything you wanted to talk about since before we move on to my scheduled icebreaker question? No, no, there's nothing I want to talk about. I was excited last time. I felt like I was bringing all the content. This time you got... I have a whole email got, full of stuff. You've got days of content for right. us. Firstly, icebreaker question. This is a listener request by our good friend, Casey. She wanted... No last name. No, uh, Yeah, that's for safety reasons. Because we're not giving out we're people's personal information. information. Um, she wanted us to discuss our thoughts on whether or not we uh, think zombies have souls... Or like what, like, you know, thoughts about zombie souls and death, et cetera. 
initial thoughts from you. I have actually thought about this question before she asked me it. This is this is an interesting question in light of this new show, right. The Last of Us. And I say that because previously with the viruses and with everything else, they are reanimated flesh. So in my mind, everything virus-based and everything everything that was prior, the human would die and then would reanimate as a zombie, which therefore completely new thing, not human, no semblance of humanity. They have died and moved on. Their souls have gone. But with this, with the fungus-based zombiness, I don't know. Because now you're getting into that, Wait, that so it, space. Wait, sorry to pause you just because I, I don't know. You may know more about this in <clears throat> the last of the show. But in this show, do are the people not dead? They're just being taken over by a fungus? I thought they, you were under- That I don't know. Okay. And that's the that's the part that... You would have to do more research, especially right. on this fungus that takes over ants. Like that's kind of the whole premise is that there's fungus that can take over these little ants. Right, right, right. And there is it that the ant has its mind taken over. It's its small little little nervous system gets taken yeah, over. Yeah, it's like cordis, cordis something. Cord, cordyceps or something. Yeah, cordyceps. It's something cordyceps. But with that being the case. Is there a period where that the ant dies? That, I watched the video. The ant does, in fact, it die. does, in fact, die, and then like out of its corpse, the um, so like the fungus um makes the ant crawl up like to a high point in the jungle, like on a tree or a branch or whatever, and then it the ant dies, and then the fungus grows out of its body, and then like blo- like blooms the plumes of like fungi spores. Hence, I think why it was trying to get up is like greater. Yeah. But I think in that example, there is a period where it is zombie-like before death. Oh, right, 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 right. And that, I think, is the key there is that with humans, we have souls until we die. And that soul goes off to its eternal resting place. Well, it's interesting they say that because like the New Testament talks about physical resurrection of our bodies as well yeah but so our I don't souls want, on our bodies are my... connected so just like jesus like resurrected we are to resurrect as well true but which makes me think because I, I was thinking about this lately like what happens we, if you get cremated but our bodies decompose right so it doesn't matter where you're at on that right, 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 right like right. we have all Obviously, we haven't broken down yet. Right. We've broken down some. But all bodies after death decompose. Except and, for the ones who are sitting in those freezers. Yeah, except for those cryo people. Right, right, right. But all that to say, <clears throat> whether it is a fungus that is taking you over and Jesus comes back and you're still like walking around as a as a fungus human, fungus zombie, versus 20 millennia after that. Right. Like hundreds of thousands of years i think the whole idea of a resurrection for the body for me i don't 
I don't comprehend how that works. I think it is just that is one of those things that I accept that I'm not going to understand right. until it happens. Right. Well, it really is like a physical representation of like a new heaven merging with the new earth. Like our physical and our spiritual beings will come yeah. back together as well. Yeah. But until that day, like your body just. Right. Well, and I don't think like it, hypothetically speaking, if zombies, like if we ever get to a point where zombies happen, like I don't think people need to concern themselves with like um, converting zombies, <laughs> you know, True. <laughs> like little missionaries True. who are out there, though. I could actually probably see people doing that. Like, I'm going to go save them. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't, we don't need, need to do that. that. That seems like a waste. They're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, they're dead. Zombies are dead. Zombies are dead. Okay. okay. Moving on. Other content. What is it? Okay. Um, do you remember? I saw this and I sent it to you on Instagram. Let me try to pull it up. I had mentioned this to you a while back, and okay. you looked at me like I was crazy and like claimed you had never heard of it at all. But the Doomsday Clock. Do you remember yes. us talking about this? Yes. Because you didn't know what it was, right? Correct. Okay, but did you see what I sent you on Instagram last yeah, week? Yeah, it's like okay. 10 seconds to midnight. Yeah, the doomsday clock moves closer to midnight, declaring catastrophe for humanity. This is just from BBC News' Instagram. So I'm just going to share the... Um, little blurb they did the symbolic doomsday clock has moved closer than ever to midnight declaring humanity perilously close to catastrophe the clock set to 90 seconds to midnight marks how close our planet is to complete annihilation because of man-made actions the bulletin of the atomic scientists said the clock moved in large part because of the war in ukraine that's interesting quote the war's effects are not limited to an increase in nuclear danger they also undermine global efforts to combat climate change immediate thoughts were you surprised to know that I there was, in fact, a doomsday clock? No, you already told me about I it. I know. Sometimes I think you think I make things up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's an interesting, interesting take on it. And to me, the, the hard part there is that, yes, the war itself is not good. And there is negative repercussions right. coming from that war. There are certain things that that I would say in a, I guess, in a very callous way are ephemeral or they're not going to have a big, I don't think they're going to have a big long lasting impact. As an example, right now, a lot of people are saying, let's not buy Russian, Russian petroleum products. And now you can argue as much as you want whether that's actually happening or not and whether these sanctions are actually occurring or not. There's a lot of a lot of debate about that out there from from some circles that I see on the internet. But what is true is that that limit in supply and the impending scary winter of that Europe's supposed to be having is meaning that places like Germany and other Eastern European countries, Germany and then Eastern European countries are turning on coal-fired power plants. Oh. That is obviously a bad thing for the environment right. and ultimately a bad thing for humanity. But I think that is a Necessary two evil. to five year thing. And ultimately that is, that is not going to, turn into a new normal it is going to be a we need this right now 
but we are ultimately going to shut these off. And right. It's worth, it's like a temporary fix. Yeah. But and a they necessary may, one. And they may decide, okay, let's go and get a lot of natural gas fired power plants. And that may be the route they take as opposed to trying to figure out renewables. Um, same topic, a little bit different direction. And this is a question that may lead into a, a hot take. Uh, here we say this at the, at the get-go. I understand. I hate war. I'm a pacifist. I've become even more so as I've gone, like, become an adult. Um, Don't like it whatsoever. I'm curious, and I have been truthfully from the get-go, why this quote-unquote war has taken everybody, like, the amount of concern I've seen, mainly from the older generation in America, is, like, insanely high. And I, again, I get it. Um, and so I, I guess my question is one, is it because it's Russia and we like Russia is such a big superpower and like we're still like having PTSD from the Cold War because like there's wars in like African countries constantly like they're like, you know, like, you know, what I mean, like it just seems like we are giving like this disproportionate amount of attention to the war in Ukraine, though we should be paying attention to it like I'm, does that make sense? I'm confused yeah. as to why we care to the level of degree that we care. Like so much that we are like, like we have like policies and money and everything going to them, but there's been tragedies, like genocides and stuff that we've completely ignored yeah. before. No, I, I think that that's probably exactly what it is, is that Russia is one of the larger superpowers. They have a long contested painful history and and ultimately there is a lot of there's a lot of natural resources either in and around Russia and if those end up in in contentious hands or if that ends up being a a worldwide political gambling chip that will become that'll just put kind of the whole world on high alert kind of all the time. And I think maybe another another layer there that I I truthfully haven't been following closely enough, but maybe that other layer is that when you talk about the Ukraine and and that general area, it's considered one of those very high producing parts of the world as far as agriculture and specifically for grains. So by being one of the bread baskets of the world, if that ends up getting wiped out from from any type of nuclear attack, now we're talking about like mass famine. Now yeah, now we're talking about destroying a significant part of the world's food supply. And I could see that even though I, I haven't seen people talk about that. I've just seen people say, like, oh no, now the food supply is in is in danger right now because of the war right. and nobody can go and harvest it or right. plant it or put it into the supply chain. But do, do people think Russia's that stupid though? Um, I think the way it would affect them too. I think the way that, and this is, this is purely conjecture. This is me, um, me calling out shots I feel like the media will happily say whatever they want if it gets more people talking. Right. So right, like right, right, right. is Russia that dumb? 
I don't know. I mean, I would hope not, but I could see every single news outlet saying, oh, Russia, they're going to bomb the Ukraine and destroy the whole world's food supply. When in reality, it's like, I think I saw things like 30 or 40% of grain comes from a region that includes the currently war-stricken areas, but that's still 30 or 40%. That's not the whole world's food supply. Right. So this call me, uh, you know, well, I don't know what you call me, but uh, this may be a little bit extreme. Call you Allie? Call me Allie because, yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't want, (laughs) (laughs) don't pull an Allie. I don't want that to be what I'm about to say. Anyway, Um, to me, which I hear you say like, that yes like it is a lot more complicated uh and lots of stuff are at stake but to me it sounds like the only wars we care about are the wars that affect us or have the potential to affect us directly but the wars that don't affect us directly we don't care how many people die and that i think what is what has been frustrating for me and and i like i haven't even been following it like i i feel like once twitter started going south because twitter was where i got all of my literally all of my news came from twitter and then like twitter started getting because elon bought it and which is fine i wasn't like mad about it um but then like everyone left twitter and now twitter sucks and so i'm not on anymore and so i don't get my news so i don't know everything that's going on but i hear about it from like the pulpit and from uh i bsf since i'm like the youngest there by far and everybody's like 50s if not 60s and older like they're terrified like they mention they literally mention it every single week at our leaders meeting and i'm just like what is like did i miss something like what has happened but it's like very scary for them which i get and like i'm like again like i don't want to downplay it because war is war and i'm not trying to anyway but it just really made me think like this seems like this is cold war ptsd like the fact that like because again yeah. like it's russia like every that and between world war ii and the cold war like we are still terrified of russia and china which i again i know they're big and they've they got a lot of punch to them but i'm like it doesn't seem that bad yeah relatively speaking yeah and i i would agree that i think it it seems like there's a lot more fear right. about it but not a it's hard to know what's true and what the real danger is and i think most of it we probably don't know and i think that's part of the scared nature of it cuz when it when when we're talking about this there there've been a few things that i've listened to just because of different podcasts that I listen to and and the various times that I've been in the car and whatever starts playing in my podcast, like I'll listen mm-hmm. to it. And there are some crazy conspiracy theories. About what? Like just about everything. Like I've why heard... Do you, why are you listening to? <laughs> these are... It's the weirdest thing because it will come up on... Nearly every podcast, except for the Meat Eater Wait, what, Network. Which one? Is it like a specific conspiracy theory? Just certain. No, there are various conspiracy theories. One of them is that that everything Putin says is is complete, honest truth. He is scared for Russia, which is why he's attacking the Ukraine. 
And it's not that it is him saying he wants wants to reunite Ukraine with Russia or I'm having trouble explaining it, but like one of the, one of those things is that one of the things people says that he is attacking under this guise that Ukraine wants to be part of Russia and it's the government, the Ukrainian government oppressing them, not allowing them. Right. There are people who truly honestly believe that and are like, no, if you go and like do a poll of Ukrainian citizens, they all want to be Russian. And I'm like, guys, you're, and then another one, there was that big stand from in a factory and this was months ago. And that was like this, this I saw on the news and saw places that there was this big stand that the Ukrainian soldiers stopped the Russians from taking over this certain town or were able to push them back out of this town. And there's this, this theory or this theory that there is this like super secret, like KGB style Ukrainian super secret killing squad. And really Putin was trying to kill all of those people because they are like the real evil when it comes to war in Eastern Europe. And he, and that is actually who got stuck in that factory, really. in that factory. And he was trying to take them all out. Right. So this is like Putin sympathizer conspiracy theories. Yeah. For a question for you, because like, obviously in the past, at least five years, if not more, like, uh, fake news and like conspiracy theories have been on the rise. So how, when you're listening to that, how, how, like what's going through, how are you processing whether or not, like, do you like pick up on like red flag? How are you determining whether or not you are hearing is a conspiracy theory and truth? Truth, I like just curious of what your thought process is with all that stuff. Because I've struggled with that. Of mm. like, to me, it just comes down like to who you trust. Like, oh well, yeah. I trust this person, so therefore it must be true. Versus, I don't like nor trust this person, so I'm going to assume that it's false, which usually is right for me however Hmm. there have been a few times that i have just trusted the person that i like and like usually agree with more so and then like a month later i find out like once more information comes out that actually i he was he or she was wrong you know what Hmm. i mean so like how do you process disinformation and like decide what to do about it well that's a good question let me just give one more conspiracy theory before i answer that so there's another conspiracy theory out there that the there was this big, um, this big crypto trading platform that ended up getting. Basically, it turned out they were they were sharing funds with a sister company, which is like a big red flag when it comes to these companies. And they went down for more or less being like a crypto Ponzi scheme not having all this money that they were spending. Oh, wait. Okay, I think I know about this. Yeah, I forget the names. That guy with the weird hair? Yeah, that guy. I think his name, his last name's like Blitzman Fried or something. Yes. I don't know. KBF or something. Anyway, one of the biggest, one of the biggest conspiracy theories right now with him is that that whole 
thing is actually was actually just a a money loiter or a money laundering scheme for the Democratic Party. Oh my god. Because he was giving so much money to Democrats that people are like, wait, how could this guy be giving and it it may have been like hundreds of millions of dollars that he was giving to very in various ways into the Democratic Party. It could have been tens of millions or hundreds of millions Isn't of dollars. Isn't like against like pack rules? You can well, I mean, give. if you spread it out okay. everywhere, like no big deal. Then you can get around that stuff. Okay. But that is... A current conspiracy theory. That is one of the biggest conspiracy theories about that. And that's one of those that I think of like... Mm, no, I think to me that is just general crooked politics right. in that he's trying to buy his way into politics whatever whatever positive political legislation or jurisdiction or whatever he needs to make his business work and he may have already known oh, right, right, all right. of the all of the illegal stuff he was doing like that's possible right but what he was doing by giving all of that money was simply trying to buy his way right. into the good favors of the federal right. government. Which is funny though. Cause like people in the companies literally do that constantly. Yeah. They do it all the parties. time. Yeah. And like maybe that's our, that's our politics is run. Yeah. And so maybe he was doing it on a completely new level. Right. right but right. people were also saying like, this guy is, he is, he is a unicorn. Like he is, maybe they didn't make this comparison, but people may have been saying like he is the Warren Buffett of crypto. Hmm. Like he could have very well had that kind of persona. So yeah, obviously he's going to be giving more than everybody else because he needs to, he needs to have a good foot. But all that to say, when it comes to conspiracy theories and assessing information, I think I am more of the, head in the sand kind of person where I probably don't keep up with news and politics and and current global affairs as much as I should. I think I just try to use common sense, which I feel like works pretty often. Because it sounds like you heard those conspiracy theories, which are ones that I've heard as well, but I've, I've heard them in the context of like news articles, blasting that the hey like these are legitimate conspiracy theories but it sounds like you heard them firsthand and were very quickly able to determine whether or not it was true or false which to me that doesn't sound like common sense because if that was common sense that these conspiracy theories would not be going as fast as they are true true i guess the well i think that's the difference is that in my mind it take the the crypto one as an example Mm -hmm. like I see that as the easiest way to explain it is like this dude was trying to to buy political will for his company that either he knew it was going down or he was trying to build something and just writing checks hoping that he would in fact be able to pay those out later. Mm-hmm. That one to me is like, okay, like, no, I... I don't think the Illuminati 
has decided to get into crypto in order to feed the Democratic right, Party right, right. excessive amounts of money right. through this money laundering scheme. Like that, I to me, is, is a little bit too far-fetched. Right. And especially if you've got this one young, like, kind of crazy-haired-looking guy. Right, right. But then with the... Ukraine stuff. With the Ukraine stuff, to me, that is, I hate to make the comparison, but to me, that is stuff like you would expect in a book like Jack Ryan. Oh, oh that's good. Like this is feeding straight into what I wanted to say. That's literally what we're watching right, right now. And to me, it's like how or why or where would this ever seem to make sense or or build out right because i mean yeah maybe but you could look at something like hitler and the holocaust and i don't see any big long conspiracy behind all of that i see a very clear right very clear line of sight of somebody building his way up very much in in the limelight and running something that right, and clear, was catastrophic right. and, and terrible. This is my theory. I think you are significantly more likely to believe a conspiracy theory if you want it to be true. And I think the two factors that play into wanting a conspiracy theory to be true is one... Uh, you're bored and you like the idea of it from an entertainment perspective like gosh mm. how fascinating and how like again that, that the jack ryan type thing of it because it gives you something to talk about and it gets get you know we all live boring yeah. lives and so i feel like a lot of us especially after covid like we look to news as a source of entertainment and we look to like current events as a source of entertainment kind of like a real life soap yep. opera and then the other thing is you want it to be true because you have such a dislike for something or someone that this confirms and supports your dislike of that thing. Yeah. And I think that is what's so scary is that we are so bored and also so angry that we will literally believe anything because we want it to be true. Yeah. And it's honestly terrifying. Anyway. And I, I think maybe that's why I don't, Pay attention don't to jump on the bandwagon so fast because I literally don't have any time. Right. I don't you're, have time not, to, you're not bored and you don't hate anyone. Yeah. I don't have time to dig into conspiracy right. theories. Right. What I'm trying to do is get those passive incomes. Speaking of passive incomes, what? <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into our sponsor of the podcast. Not sponsor of the podcast. Um we don't have one this week, but are we ending the podcast? <laughs> no, oh, no, like, we're we not. That's this the, at the end. No, that's the new thing, right? Like everybody always jumps in in the middle of the podcast oh. or the oh my gosh, or the we just YouTube a, a fake or something. It's like, hey, everybody, here we are. So let me tell you about this podcast and who it's sponsored by. This one's sponsored by goat cheese why is it sponsored <laughs> by goat cheese well when i'm talking about conspiracy theories i just love that smooth creamy silky taste of that goat cheese you know it takes the bite out of conspiracy theories just a little bit and it makes it 
makes me feel a little bit more at home. So go cheese. Thank you for this podcast as we talk about conspiracy theories and, and now back to the show. Oh, Hey, I hope you enjoyed that advertisement for goat cheese and we're back (laughs) (laughs) to talk about an article i found fascinating and gave me flashbacks to a movie that i love to hate called the core but yes the core cnn which what does cnn stand for i don't know we just did hbo it's uh probably um let's see regardless it does not it's that's neither here core news network sure we'll go with it the core Earth's inner core may have stopped turning and could go into reverse. <laughs> Initial thoughts, just give me a sentence of main thoughts from the geologist over here. Could go in reverse. As they, I mean, that's that's literally what people have been talking about for the past like 10 years. Oh, just Basically, 10? well, the, no, the core, I mean. The movie The so, Core came out way So here's ago. the thing. Here's, here is what, no, The Core is different. Oh, because the, the core said it just core stops. It stops. No, but this says Earth's inner core may have stopped turning. And dot, dot, dot. And could go into reverse. So let yeah. me just, let me read you what I got. Okay. Okay. The rotation of Earth's inner core may have paused and it could even go into reverse. New research suggests the Earth is formed of the crust. The, okay, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we know about that. Uh, okay, okay. Too much information. In research published in the journal Nature Geoscience, are you familiar? Yes. You are? Have you ever been in Nature Geoscience? No, I don't think so. Okay. Do you have aspirations to be in Nature Geoscience? Not really. Okay. Because you get stuff like this. <laughs> Is it like a lower tier journal? No, no. It's like, it's, so there's, there's nature, which was like the original, like, this is where right. you have Garden to publish. Eden. <laughs> but it's one of there's those. There's a journal called nature. Yeah. There's a journal oh, called nature. Sorry. I don't know. And it things. has like this really big high impact factor. So the idea of impact factor, like if you publish there, your paper is like really important. Oh, okay. But the things that get published are, I, I hate to say it. It's almost like these are no longer that profound. It is more, more, um, clickbait. it's almost like science clickbait nice. and it's not like popular science. Like it is, they have done real research, but it is still clickbaity. Like what they're going to end up with is pretty drab conclusions that don't really say anything (laughs) but these are some strong words ultimately they're like oh we're talking about the core and it's stopping but people have been talking about the core reversing and i'll let you finish what you're gonna say and then i'll then i'll talk about Um, it thank you so much for bashing that fine um publication wait who we're gonna go into the the associate research scientists who posted or who did this um yi yang at peking university peking 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 well is it is it not a good university well, I mean, do you actually been, like no reviews of Peking University? No, I was going to say, I mean, we've been talking about it China, already. China, I know, China, from I know. China. Um, uh, okay. Uh, studied seismic waves from earthquakes that have passed through the Earth's inner core along similar paths since the 1960s to infer how fast the inner core is spinning. What they found was unexpected. 
They said, since 2009, seismic records, which previously changed over time, showed little difference. This, they said, suggested that the inner core rotation has paused. Wait. So they said the data that they've been collecting since 2009 has not changed. Yeah. Why why would that suggest a pause? You, you got to tell me. I know nothing about this stuff. Hold on. Let me go to the quote. We show surprising observations that indicate the inner core has nearly ceased its rotation in recent in the recent decade and may be experiencing a turning back, they wrote in the study. Quote, when you look at the decade between 1980 and 1990, you see clear change. But when you see 2010 through 2020, you don't see much change. Okay. <laughs> I love watching Joe like look down upon peons. Um, <laughs> the spin of the intercourse. Okay, okay, that's. Uh, that's I guess that, really all. So I guess that about. makes sense because if the as the intercourse is spinning. You... Oh, sorry. Pause. They believe this is part of a seven-decade cycle, and that the turning point prior to the one they detected in their data around 2009 occurred in the early 1970s. So no, nothing to be alarmed about. They're just this is just science. Exactly. Like that's the CNN what, wants, I mean, the, again, news. Like every, that yeah. is what, that's what frustrates me is that what they're saying is they've found a, a seven decade cycle of, of the, of the core's rotation and the way that it's activating or right, right, right. moving. And that, that in itself is pretty cool, but the way that they, maybe not the way that they are advertising it. But why people get excited or why it becomes this big mainstream thing. And I, I've seen this article everywhere as well. The fact that CNN is picking this up and saying like, oh, the earth may or the core may have stopped right. moving. It's clickbait. It's like that is clickbait. Right. And like what, when they talk, when they found the alien minerals and all yeah, the news stations, yeah. not just CNN, all of them are like, which oh, is literally, aliens. okay, we have found minerals that have not been previously found on earth. Right. Here they're saying we have analyzed say a hundred years of data and we see that the way waves travel through the core happens on a seven year, 70 right. year cycle. As a scientist, would you be happy that a, um, like main news, um, broadcasting picks up, my, picks up your my thing, work? even if it's clickbaity, cause it gives you more like press. Um, whatever you're going to be sit over there and be real principled about it and, and snotty, but you'd love it. Here's and here get a is big kick here, and you like print it out and pass it around to everybody. No, I would not print yes, it out would. because that's bad for the <laughs> no. environment. You would send it to everybody. But here is the biggest concern and where I would, where I would have hesitation. I don't want anything that I do to end up as a bubble. And this is something I was talking about with Oh yeah, yesterday, I overheard as I walked through the kitchen. That like right now geothermal is very in vogue. It's very exciting. In vogue. Like where does that phrase come from? Does it come Madonna? from being in vogue, the magazine? Like that's cool or something? You keep talking about it. It doesn't matter. Up. I'm curious. But when you talk about geothermal, like right now it is very cool to be in geothermal. And it's very exciting. And everybody wants it to be the poster child for the energy transition, or at least in the circles I run in. The problem with that is that 
if it gets all of this money and all of this hype and all of this excitement and then ultimately fails, that ends up very bad for geothermal itself. And that is where my concern is, is that as more people talk about it and as it becomes more mainstream and the parts of it that are being talked about as mainstream are actually the ones that are on the fringe that are that are borderline more science fiction than they mm. are science. Those are the ones that are going to be the poster child. And so they're steering the ship. So we are going to we are going to sink or sail with them. And it is it's hard because there are some that I do not believe in in terms of I don't think they will work. But if they're the ones steering the ship, like I need to get as close to that 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 steering wheel as possible and be like, hey, I think we got to turn a little bit. Hey guys, let's uh let's do this, let's do that. Like I need to be a backseat driver in order to help it succeed. And I feel this is this so is no, taking a don't, weird you don't want to clickbait. I I don't want myself to be one of those clickbaits. You even don't want to be beanie babies, is what you're saying. Even though I I guess it's a it's a catch twenty two because I don't want to be the clickbait. Like I don't want to be the one steering the ship, but I also have enough confidence and enough humility with that confidence that I would humbly take the reins if somebody decided to make me the steer of the ship and I would be confident that I would steer us to the promised land. You're uh, quite high on your little horse over there. I'm just saying like I would, I feel like I would be open and I would be open enough to listen to everybody and be willing to like, get us across the finish line. Got it. Whether it's me, whether it's me and my technology and what I come up with or whether it's somebody else. I don't know if that actually answered your question. <laughs> anyway, the earth stops spinning. It's going to keep doing that every 70 years. Yada, yada, yada. And so here's the, here's the other part about that. Like we've been talking about the poles reversing and that's exactly... Well, you and geologists I, have. Oh, I was about to say, like, geologists have been talking about, about the poles reversing. That was the biggest fear of I the remit- movie, the core, is that once the core stops, the magnetic field stops, and then all of the solar radiation comes and kills everything on Earth. Nice. So the reversal, what is what people have been scared about with the reversal is that there is a period of... of wacky magnetic field. Okay. It's not so much a concern of like... Does that mainly just affect airplanes at this point? No. like Internet? Satellites? No, the, the magnetic field... Solar rays. Going, yeah. Like Got the it. solar radiation is the big concern. And... And so that has been a discussion kind of... I guess you could say it was a discussion and it has been a discussion in academic circles around geology but i think it what am i trying to say so 
to me, when you first read that headline, that is literally, to me, that is what it's saying is like, oh, we're talking about the, the polls reversing and that's kind of where we're headed. And people have thought that we've been headed that way for quite some time. Well, we apparently were already at that point in the 70s. Yeah, apparently the the core is starting like this, almost like pumping the brakes, getting ready to flip. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Getting ready to U-turn. Eh, I'm here for it. It'll be fine. Are you ready for our last story of the night? Yeah, sure. Tell me. Okay, have you been following the stuff slash shenanigans that has been going down at the Dallas Zoo? A little bit. Okay, first things first. The snow leopard escaped the pen. You heard about that, yes? Oh, I heard about but that. But did you hear I that peed it, my pants a did little. Did you hear it was because someone cut yeah. a hole in the fence? Cut a hole in the fence. So first things first, I actually have been to, I've been to the Dallas Zoo a ton. Did you I see the snow leopard? I didn't even know there was a snow leopard. I don't even know where the snow leopard is That's how good in he is the at hiding. zoo. <laughs> no, I don't even know where you would find his exhibit. I didn't know it existed. I was like very confused about that. I was like, what? We have a snow leopard? Or I guess we had a snow leopard. Anyway, they found the snow leopard. Still have it. Right. We have the snow leopard. Then they found a similar scash in a monkey's what? exhibit. The in monkey didn't exhibit? go anywhere. Didn't say what type of monkey, but the only monkeys I know that they have there are the little hopping ones and the gorillas. Though I guess a gorilla's not a monkey, it's an ape. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, gorillas are apes, not monkeys. And they anyway. have big glass enclosures. You don't, like, they don't have, like, a little fence that you slash. Right, right, right. Um, then someone straight up murdered the vulture that's been there for, like, 50 years. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, stabbed it. Why? I don't know. But also, how is this happening without anybody seeing do they not have security camp? Truthfully, I have not been back to the zoo since the snow leopard. Granted, I don't have a membership and no one's invited me so I can get it for free yet. However, but I'm we not will take invitations. I'm not going back to the zoo until they figure this thing out. That is for sure. Are you worried that somebody's going to like... I had a childhood, and I think it's just because like when I was younger, and I don't think it was Dallas, there was something nearby where a tiger actually did get loose and they had to end up killing it because it got like out of the zoo wow. into like a local neighborhood or whatever. And then, so ever since then I have had like a tiger escapes the zoo contingency plan of like, mm, to the good. point where Joe like, and this should not surprise you cause you know how anxious I am yeah. constantly, but like, I'll just be like walking around and then I will just remember Tigers can escape zoos, and then I'll look around and like see what my plan is, and then go about my day. Like, how ridiculous is that? That's silly. And then I often will think about what would happen if it like was in our, our yard and we were in the house, but then it gets like just like in Jumanji, where it like go break through the window or like go through the door. Anyway, it's a high stress situation for me. But I don't. I mean, it has to be an inside job. Yes. I I don't know. Or at least with the same person. Or a group of people, but then I was like, "Is it going to be act like animal rights activists?" But then they straight up killed the vulture. And I was like, "That is not an animal rights activist move. They want to free the animals. They don't want to straight up murder them." Yeah, I, I really Very don't bizarre. know what the plan is here. Maybe, 
maybe it's like a very, very deep kind of thing. Like, like a conspiracy theory. We're going we're gonna to kill the vulture because, you know, it's a vulture. Not, oh, it's like a symbol. Not in trouble. Like that one's fine. But we're going to try and free the rest of the animals. And we're going we're gonna to go so deep, kill so many animals <laughs> that we have to so that they shut down the zoo. Or we die trying. <laughs> like, maybe it's like that. So maybe it is animal rights activists. It's bizarre animal rights activists. That's for sure. Hey, you know, sometimes there has to be sacrifices. Like those people. Have you seen, this is getting off into tangent, but oh, like yeah, the climate change activists who are like yeah. putting stuff on like famous artwork Gluing and then super gluing their hands like, to the thing. Why? I don't know. I don't understand why we have to. And I know that they allegedly knew that because like most art has like a glass protection of it. Like it's like the really important art, like the Mona Lisa. Um, so like they knew that going into it. But like, why, why do we got to attack art? And like, I, why do we attack anything? I don't get it. I'm again, pacifist. I don't, that stuff does not help anyone. Did anyone's mind get changed when PETA like threw the red paint on the real fur coats famously? I don't think that changed Dude, anybody's mind. I minds. bet that made them more, more valuable. Exactly. Cause like it's. Cause now you've got a red PETA fur coat. Right. I mean, you could probably sell it for a lot of money, though, technically, because it was a pretty famous stunt. Yeah. But I was reading this book. Um, I mentioned it last time. It was like that book, uh, Searching for Enough About Doubt, which it was very much all over the place. It was good, though. But it just talked about a lot how um, in order to same, change somebody's minds, like you can like throw fact after fact after fact after fact at them. But truly, like a person, like our brains will convince us that what we want to be true is true. Unless we encounter, like if we physically have an encounter with the opposite and like that typically is the only, unless someone's like open to change, that's the only way that you can like get your, someone to change their mind. Okay. How do you encounter the opposite though? Well, like if, when it comes to like PETA, what is the opposite of? You would have to see like actual animal cruelty. And like, you know, like, and see how you are complicit in it for you to change your mind is essentially how you would see that. Or like, eat, like we talk about like being crunchy and green all the time, mm. but I think like the, the, well, I'm truly like, cause I was not, I like people always think that I am crunchy too, but I was not crunchy until I met you. Yeah. And so, and you were still that far, far, you, far blech, by far more crunchy than I am. And I'm still have, like trying to catch up. You have experienced the opposite. In what way? Me. I am the crunchy. And you <laughs> right. were like, wait. Right. I right. I but, also can be but crunchy. to be fair, I thought you were a little annoying about it until I encountered that one book that I read last year. And that was like an indirect account encounter. But it like literally like broke. And this is... Anyway, it explained it to me of how we are complicit and what it can actually do. And like that to me was so... Uh, profound it, it was because like i there's a difference between seeing someone and like them saying oh hey like recycling is good for the planet or like buying organic specifically the organic food piece i and yeah. we talked about this in length in other podcast episodes i could not understand how buying an organic apple was actually doing anything good and to have it 
to act in this book to actually have it broken down and see and it like what it actually does was hugely profound for me and so like that's the thing about inform not uh, activists i don't understand like those stunts it's not enough of an encounter to yeah. change people's minds it's just going to push them even farther into what they already believe so i just kind of yeah. think activism to a certain degree is activism is i dead. think activism is more for the activist as more of like a cathartic release to which is important and like in like almost like an art form and so like i'm all for that type of activism because i think it it is can be encouraging and unifying for people who are already like on the same boat yeah but I like violent or like aggressive activism. I don't think it serves anyone anything. I think that's a really interesting point that you make talking about how the activism itself really is just kind of a release and trying to do something when there are so many ways that you could you could do something that is actively making a difference but to do something like gluing yourself to artwork or throwing hot soup at it or whatever it was that is one of those things that i get the idea that you're not doing anything and you're not making a change i get that that feeling of helplessness but ultimately to your point, like throwing that and, and doing that is, is not really, it doesn't change right, anybody's no mind between like, that and climate change. Yeah. At that point, it's like, what are you actually doing? How can you actually make a difference? And doing this in reality, what you've done probably has added more carbon into the world than if you did not do that. Right. Well, it's like, and I see the difference between like activism stunts and like protesting. I, that's a difference for me. Cause like protesting yeah. is like, if it's physical, giving a physical representation that people care about a certain issue. And so yeah. oftentimes people in power don't know or think people care until they physically see it, which I guess is that encounter aspect of it yeah. as well. But there is a fine line between like performative activism, which I would say is like, gluing myself to the Mona Lisa or whatever. Yeah. Um, between that, where it just seems like like you're just performing. But the, I, to your point, like a lot of people feel like so stuck and like I, I am so overwhelmed by the fact that I can't do anything about this issue that I literally have to do something. And then if not channeled correctly, that comes out in really like, like stupid ways, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But... So yeah. if that's what's going on with the Dallas suit, I would say that is a stupid way of yeah, activism. I'm really excited to see what's going I on with the like Dallas suit. I think it's like a, either a disgruntled employee or like someone who literally has lost their marbles. Yeah, I guess I could see a disgruntled employee doing that. Because how else are they getting access to these enclosures? But also... How do you get into the vultures I'm, enclosure and straight up stab it without anyone seeing I'm still confused as to why. What like, did the vulture do? <laughs> why Pim, I think it's the but, name. But also what what does this I think that that's the hard part for me going through all of this. What does it accomplish? 
the logical aspect of that, of conspiracy theories, of all of it. Like, I need to understand the why. How does this make sense? Like, where is the motive there? For some conspiracy theories, I could see a motive. Some others totally may, like, doesn't make any sense. And for this, I, for the snow leopard, probably going to sell it on Black Mark. Okay, I get it. No, but they didn't take the snow leopard. I know. They just let it go. But, like, those are the things, like, at some points, it kind of makes sense. You could see where there could be a motive. Now you're stabbing vultures. Like, there's not a clear pattern. There is no motive that is obvious. And then it's like, whoever's doing it, what is your motive? And do you really think your actions are going to lead to your desired outcome? Like, do they want to go to jail? That's why I think this is crazy. Yeah, it might work. You might end up in jail. Oh, you're going to end up in jail. (laughs) Don't you worry about that. You had that with the the leopard enclosure, definitely for the vulture murder. Yeah. But I digress. Anywho. That's our show. Well, that's our show. If you're enjoying this show, (laughs) give it a thumbs up or a like. (laughs) We have not gotten uh, a rating in a very long time. We haven't gotten a rating, but now we're getting viewer questions. Give us a rating. Punch that five stars. And... Tell us what you're liking about the show, what you like, what you dislike, what you want to hear more of. Do you want guests? Do you not want guests? Do you want us talking more about science or less about science? And most importantly, let's get some sponsors. We've gotten some boba tea. We've gotten some hats. We've talked about goat cheese. We don't actually really like goat cheese. Like it's not, it's not a favorite of ours. So we don't want goat cheese sponsorships, but Everybody is more than welcome to give us whatever they want to give us. <laughs> and now we've worked two sponsorships into this episode. And Isn't we've that done great? Two episodes in a week's time. Look yeah, at us. look at us. Look it's at like us. we're it's like we're professional podcasters. Oh my gosh. Wow. Kudos to us. I hope everybody is blessed by this episode and by us. And by this insanely long way to end this episode. Yeah. Well, with that, we're gonna we're gonna go. Batir, we're out. Bye.